0: You need controls on this. You need regulation. You cannot let these guys control discourse in this country, or we are headed to hell.
1: Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And it's 7 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. How are you? Back in the studio for the first time after four and a half months. So I'm looking into the faces... Mr. Glasgow and, and Don Morgan over there looking into their faces for the first time in many months. And the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210 599 5555 And uh lots to make our way through over the next uh over the next few hours. Um, I you know, as far as the correspondence dinner, uh I was gonna watch it was Saturday, uh, was it Saturday or Sunday night? Saturday night. It was Saturday night, and uh, I was gonna watch it and be a good little talk show host. As most of the news channels were were featuring it. This is where all of the uh the the well, I guess you'd say the propaganda wing of the administration and a few dudes from Fox News get together. They eat very expensive food. Uh and they listen to some jive comedian that nobody thinks is funny, uh tell crappy jokes about Republicans usually. And they sit around and you know, munching on a freaking lobster and it was trevor noah this year and I've, I've never been a fan of trevor noah i i just i don't think he's that funny i mean i i never watched the daily show anyway i, I think i started watching the daily daily show a hundred years ago when john stewart first started uh because i like john stewart i thought he was clever but John Stewart sort of fell by the wayside, as many people in media do. He started taking himself way too freaking seriously. And that show started sucking right about that moment. Trevor Noah, you know, and, and he's from South Africa, and, and he's, he's, this may shock you, but he's a black guy. Uh, and so he, I'm not saying it has anything to do with his blackness, but he kind of strolled into that gig with a, with a certain level of self-importance to begin with, you know? And I've just never thought he's that funny, and I'm not being a jerk, I'm not being a racist because he's Brack, because he's a Brack man. No, I just, I don't think he's that, I don't think he's that funny. I just genuinely don't think he's that funny. But most people who say they're comedians these days, I don't think are all that freaking funny. Because they also tend to work, a lot of comedians tend to work as propagandists for the left. And, and it renders them unfunny, as far as your old weird Uncle Sean is concerned. But i got to give him props. You know, uh, at the correspondence dinner, uh, he, he was bagging on Biden just a smidge. And uh, I think he started it off his set. Like I said, I didn't watch it. My wife wasn't feeling well. We, we were going to go out, but we ended up staying home. So I, I acquiesced. I, the word of the day is acquiesce. I acquiesced and I... Watched the stinking Hallmark Channel for a few hours. You know, marriage is sacrifice. So I didn't sit and watch it, which is fine because it's usually kind of nauseating anyway. But I guess Trevor Noah actually was bagging on Biden a little bit, saying things have been up since things looking up since Biden got into office. Uh, gas is up, food up, you know. So that, that I'll give him props for, for not being a total wuss bag and just playing the, you know, Taking the talking points and crap, some people reacted though because Biden laughed at it. He laughed at the little people's expense, you know, because he—I guess—he thinks that's funny that everything's up. But I, I don't know that that's a fair criticism because what the hell is he supposed to do in that moment? First off, the the dottering old fool ba- barely knows what the hell's going on anyway, right? Trevor Noah cracks some cracks some wise about him, and what's he going to do? Like frown.
2: He didn't hear him. He just saw everyone else laughing.
1: Yeah, so he started laughing like the trained SEAL that he is. He's not even very, like I said, he's not even very good at that at this point. So I don't know, man. You know, whatever. (laughs) But I I will give, because you know what I mean, Chris, he could have totally wussed out and not said anything critical about the president. And I think that was his opening line. So good I still don't think he's funny, but good on that. Good on him for that.
2: And he didn't look at all worried that uh someone was gonna walk up on stage and slap him either.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that have been funny though? If Biden had walked up and slapped him. Listen, champ. I don't know what you're talking about, but you take my wife's blanking name out of your 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 your, 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 your bunking your your, your, your your mouth. Come on, man. Come on, man. Take take are you talking about my wife take Take my son's name out of your blanking mouth. It would have been funny because, like, you know, if Biden gone up there to slap him, it would have been like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't have even felt it. Joe Biden just smacked the crap out of me, and it felt like somebody rubbing my cheek with a feather. <laughs> he was told the nearest Secret Service guy, hit him. <laughs> yeah, that Secret Service guy go up. Hey champ, go over and give him one right across, right upside the face. Just below the afro. Will Smith him. Will Smith him, pal. Who's Will Smith? No, the guy with the with the guy look, buddy, the guy with the fro, okay? That would have no that would have been interesting. But beyond that I, I don't feel as if I've lost something intellectually for not having seen, you know, I did see Steve, Steve Doocy. Was it Peter? Was Peter there? I didn't see Peter, but I saw Steve Doocy there. I saw the old man there, you know, trying to desperately get to his table and get some wine down his gullet. Because if you're Fox News and you're there, right, you're surrounded by people who hate your stinking guts, man. You are surrounded by people who just freaking hate you. So they sent the old man, so Steve was there. The only goofy a, smile on his face. They're only allowed one deucey. They're like, we got one deuce. No, no, just one deuce. And it's got to be you, the older one. Yes. What's your name? Yeah, the guy at the morning show. Yeah, you're funny. No, you can go. But your kid touches one lobster nugget.
2: I wonder if he was and in And I'll the- have
1: Mayorkas <laughs> take him down. What?
2: He was probably in the nursery with all the kids.
1: <laughs> He's at the kids' table. So that, there's there's my deep and intellectual analysis of the correspondence dinner. And I think most journalists at that level are absolute scumbags. I do. They do well. They are. They, they're they're absolute. They're not really journalists at that level, right? They they're just such hacks, man. They just kiss the la- left ass cheek of the of the uh, Democratic Party and the administration. Biden could you know do his next public speech in a freaking diaper, you know, curled up in a fetal position on the stage, sucking his thumb and drooling. Like, sir, you're doing such a great job. What's it like to be you and be so great? And he's doing a caillou, you know, on, on the stage there. Yeesh. So anyway, there was that. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, and, uh, what, uh, oh, yeah, I, 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 I know it's a few days old, but, well, not really. I guess the last tweet was over the weekend, but I gotta go off on this Elon Musk, Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez thingy. Because, sweetheart, you, you need to bet, you, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna out-clever him. You're just not gonna out-clever that guy. He, he builds rockets in his freaking sleep, okay? You didn't know what a garbage disposal was until a few years ago.
2: She's not going to out clever anybody.
1: She's not going to out She couldn't out clever a grasshopper. <laughs> You'd have deeper intellectual conversations with a freaking amoeba than you would with with Alexandria Orifice, uh, uh, Ka- Okazi, whatever the her old name is. Her name is. You, you know what a dumbass. She she thinks she can crack wise with the smartest guy on freaking planet Earth, and that's going to work out for her. So, uh, we'll get into that a little later on. Uh, what else did I have here? New poll numbers. Richard Levine is full of crap. We'll talk about that. Yes, that's right. Cancel me. I called him Richard. You know why? He's got a hairy chin. The assistant secretary of Yang, 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 Yang. We had some Antiva activity in Portland. Uh and uh also my wife could not find any chicken on a stick uh, chicken on a stick at Corny yesterday. She is very disappointed. And so later on we'll talk about the benefits and the hazards of chicken on a stick. Because it is the Sean Show. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071, 23 minutes after 9. I'm Sean. Fan lines are open. 210-599-5555. I'm back in the studio today. I'm not uh, no longer doing the show from the comfort and the ease of my recliner. With the cats crawling all over me. Crawling all over me. Sometimes barfing on me. I am, I am now back in the studio, and uh, just so my colleagues are aware, I did shower last night. I'm wearing pants. I got the chonies going. I was considering you both, all of you, that I would dress. I'm wearing solid shoes. I'm not wearing. I'm not even wearing the chocolates anymore. I got boots. I got me some boots. I got me some square-toed boots.
2: You got the chonies going.
1: I got the chonies going. Not
2: going in your chonies.
1: No, that's sick and weird. No, I, I'm I'm wearing them. I got deodorant on. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Four months of my jammies. I thought I'd spiff up a little. That's all. 210. If you have any comments on my chonies or the use of deodorant, call us up. 210-599-5555. Speaking of chonies and deodorant, uh, Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine Yeesh. Dude looks like a fat hippie chick, doesn't he? With a hairy chin. Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levin, who's a dude, uh, said in a, uh, a recent interview with NPR, he was doing a promotional interview for a speech at Texas Christian University, because that's what they want to hear at Texas Christian University, of some fat tranny running his mouth. So anyway... Rachel Levine uh, who is supposed to be a medical professional claims that that there quote is no argument about gender affirming care among pediatricians and doctors who specialize in adolescence in other words they all agree all pedi- pediatricians all physicians all doctors on planet stinking earth they all agree that if 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 your kid thinks they are the other gender trapped in th- their body, that gender-affirming care is the way to go, which can involve, you know, hormone blockers. In certain cases, you know, snip-snip, the little snip-snip there, surgery. Uh, and also, and then at the speech, uh, Texas Christian University uh, blamed high numbers concerning suicide among transgender young people uh, as directly the result of, quote, harassment, scapegoating, and intentional abuse. Uh, quote, the, he said, quote, the language of medicine and science is being used to drive people to suicide. I, I thought you just said all pediatricians and doctors agree on this.
2: Sounds to me like Richard's confused.
1: I think he's a little confused.
2: About more things than one.
1: I think so. Um, now, you know, first off, in Great Britain at least, and I think in majority of Europe, gender dysphoria is still considered a mental illness. I think the one of the psychiatric associations, the ones that, uh, you know, give the thumbs up or the thumbs down on research papers that are published and things like that, uh, they also consider it uh, a mental illness, and I know in Great Britain it's considered child abuse. You don't, you don't. You, you got to be in, a, in other words, got to be an adult to you know sort of make these kinds of decisions. Which you know what, you got to be an adult to make these kinds of decisions. <laughs> My kid thought she was a chicken uh for several months. You know, I mean, I did You know what I mean? My kid thought she was a freaking chicken. You know. I mean, she walked around in a chicken costume. My kid, this is why she needs to be an actress, because every time I... My, my kid was always somebody else, you know, growing up, you know. she First, she's Mary Poppins. And she would do that crap where she expects you to know who she is for the day, you know? I start talking to her, she goes, Father, don't you understand? Don't understand what? Eat your damn cereal. I'm Mary Poppins. I'm like, oh, you know, and then she's a chicken. What the hell was I... Supposed to put her in, like, a chicken house, you know, and let her live there? Like, well, baby, if you feel like you're a chicken trapped inside a little girl's body, we're going to put you out in the coop, and I want some eggs. And tell me why you crossed the road. And tell me why you crossed the road, damn it! It's been mystifying humans for generations! That was an old Woody Allen joke, I think, wasn't it? That uh, man goes into a doctor and says, the psychiatrist says, my, you know, my wife thinks she's a chicken. He says, well, have you done anything about it so far? He's like, no, I need the eggs. Richard, we need the eggs, buddy. And you're a dude. And no, not all pediatricians and doctors agree on on, gender-affirming care for little kids. But you're a Democrat. And so you can claim anything you want to claim. And it must be true because you claimed it. And you're a dude who dresses like a fat hippie chick. That's what you are, man. And I got nothing, You, I don't care how you, live like a chicken for all I care. Be a freaking chicken. I don't care. If you're a dude and you want to live, I know, tra- I got a, a guy, a transgender dude, cut my hair for like eight years. I got nothing against it. But the weaponization of that community for political reasons is what I'm against. And your pronouns do not, I have nothing to do with it. This crap that, you know, little kids can decide their own freaking gender is a bunch of bull crap and it's abusive. Get over yourselves. All right. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty good. Pretty neat. Pretty, pretty, pretty. I can't speak. Sitting on my ass for four and a half months. And now I can't speak. Uh, Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. We're talking about... Fat Rachel Levine, ooh, I just I just body shamed her, him, Jim. That chick with the hairy chin says that uh, all pediatricians and doctors agree. This is all all of them on planet stinking Earth. They all agree on gender affirming therapy for little kids, which is bullcrap. Many in that community actually believe and still categorize it as a mental illness and believe that it's child abuse to try to force that stuff on kids
2: but could have been an incomplete thought they all agree it's harmful
1: she just he shim just dropped that last bit of the sentence out of there they all agree it's devastating for children and it's all about mommy and daddy feeling special look i got a little tranny kid aren't we special Let's go to the phones. Here's Jeff. Jeff, how are you? My brother from another mother. How are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing, man?
0: <laughs> I'm doing good. First off, I want to say, Don Morgan, how dare you? Why would you drop that line about why I'm going to quit my job? I'm 51, so I'm in that category. i got to wait till 10 o'clock to find out I could be home half an hour earlier.
1: Just mm. say it. No, no.
0: Give me the reason. I'll quit my job. Anyway. <laughs> So moving on to it, I mean, when it comes to this kind of crap, I mean, I've told you about my ex before. We don't got to go through all that stuff again. But, you know, she started taking, like, gay pride parades when they were seven and four. And next thing I know, at 10 years old, my oldest girl was telling me she thinks she's gay. Mm. And I'm like, why are you even thinking about this stuff? You are 10. Right. What these people are doing is they are robbing children of their childhood. They're supposed to be kids. They're supposed to be thinking about like these days, I guess, like Minecraft and toys <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. What right. are you doing putting them in the adult world when they're just kids? It's disgusting, and it is absolutely child abuse.
1: Well, you know, and I, I think it is, and I think you know, it, they're having, they want to have conversations with five-year-olds. Yeah, that if you had with a five-year-old outside of the school setting, you'd be guilty of a crime.
0: Oh no, you'd be arrested.
1: You would be. Absolutely. You know, it's it's crazy, but I, I obviously it's some kind of grooming thing, obviously. Well, politically and sexually they want to get them really 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 young because you can't make they they fail and I appreciate the call brother. Thanks for talking to me. They they fail miserably at at making their own argument to fully grown adults. Whatever that argument may be, whatever the issue is, These people are, they can't make a reasonable argument to a reasonable thinking human being and have the other person go, oh, hey, that's a great idea. Open borders, I think it's great. Pronouns, rock on. You know, I mean, they they just, they can't. So, how do you, what do you do? You get them when they're little kids, they're still picking their noses, they're little booger eaters, and they just want to make the adults happy. But to me, talking about anything sexually to kids that young is a freaking crime. You know why? Because it is. It's absolutely a crime. And, I, you know, I, I think a lot of a parent. there are parents, I believe, who frankly force the transgender thing on their kids. Because, again, mommy wants to be special, right? Celebrity uh, chicks do this in abundance. You know, have you noticed how many tranny kids there are in the celebrity world? Like, isn't Pink isn't Pink's kid, you know, transgendered or something like that? I'm raising my kid without a gender. You know, that's 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 freaking great. Your kid has one. It's a way of gaining for yourself. A minority status that you don't really have. Yeah, that's the long and the short of it. So I guess people, especially, uh, and I've said this before, white liberals can be the worst human beings in the world. White liberals, especially white liberal women. There, I said it. White liberal women love uh, you know forcing the kid the kid to be become transgendered because then they're not just a white chick because white chicks are evil and racist. Now they're a white chick with a minority kid. My kid my kid thinks he's a little boy. My kid's a minority. I'm fighting for my rights. I'm fighting for my kids' rights. Do you know what I mean? I think it's really that stink that's freaking cheap. I really do. Makes mommy a little more special than perhaps mommy sees. It's really kind of a desperate act of insecurity, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not I'm not cool enough on my own and so, I need to have a child with a, with some kind of uh, status. You know, I, I need to, I need my kid to check a few boxes that I can't check. Because I'm just a boring ass, hairy armpitted, white liberal chick. So, oh, my kid's a tranny. My kid's transgendered. I want special seating at, you know, at the Whataburger, you know.
2: Well, see, if, if you can qualify, for any minority that means moving forward any criticism of you is because of someone's hate that's right phobia
1: like if i said like me saying crazy white liberal chick you're just a hater you just hate transgendered people make me a sandwich so i respond to that but you know what i mean that's exactly what it is and it's 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 actually getting boring you know, the whole transgender thing is – and I'll tell you one more thing that that's unfortunate about really the weaponizing of of the transgender community is is that a lot of folks who are like me, which is I don't care how you live as long as how you live doesn't come into my world, all right? I think more people are of that mind than we realize in this country because the shrill voices get all the the, the publicity, and that's on the right and the the left. I think most people don't really give a damn how you live as long as it doesn't directly affect them in some negative way. With a lot of this transgendered stuff that's really obsessive and very shrill in and of itself, a lot of people that normally would be in support of that community, just like they support... I don't say LGBT whatever the gay and, the gay community w- gay and lesbian community would would you know, are getting turned off you know what I mean and and so people who would ordinarily support you are going the in the in the opposite direction because this stuff is so freaking obsessive and stupid and silly. Where did Trey say that they put a signed a law and they got tampons now in every bathroom in every school in, in every bathroom in the schools because men straight too okay newsflash no they don't they do not men do not menstruate they just sort of don't that's okay i'm a white chicken i'm fighting for menstrual equity yeesh 210 Hey there, it's Lars Larson. Glad to celebrate 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, News Talk 550 KTSA. I feel like I failed as a husband and as a man. A husband and and as a man, and then my all my wife wanted all my wife wanted all weekend was chicken on a stick, man she just wanted a chicken on a stick, and so we went to the hellotus cornyval, and we were all out of chicken on a stick, couldn't get it no chicken on a stick for my wife they,
2: out they or were out it wasn't th- it, seemed- it
1: wasn't there on Sunday it so wasn't it the-
2: seemed like it wasn't.
1: Well, no, no one had
2: ever heard of it. But, uh.
1: Well, no, 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 they they usually have chicken on a stick at Carnival, but I think we because we go on the uh, free yeah. day, there's right. less vendors. Then, right. then yeah, because we are cheap. You did, so there's you may have failed. There's, there's there's no chicken on a stick for my wife.
3: That's what happens when you hold out.
1: I felt felt like a failure as a man. As a man.
3: Well, here's the thing: they had chicken and they had sticks, but no. Chicken on a stick.
1: But it's different. Yeah. It's not the same as a kebab.
3: They had chick- uh, sticks on
2: chickens.
1: They had sticks on chickens, but no chicken on a stick.
2: Mm. God, that sounds wrong.
1: The other thing I noticed at carnival yesterday is I think I've officially slid into old fart territory. I think I'm finally...
2: Officially? Officially? Well, I think officially? I the
1: hospital thing, I think, aged me a few years. I'm like freaking Moses come down off of Mount freaking Sinai. You know, the beard's all totally gray now. And mm. But I think mentally I've gone over to that side because... Usually, when I'd go to a fiesta esque type of a event in in the warm months, let's face it, got a lot of Texas chicks walking around in really short denim, you know, rhinestone things, you know, with the with the girls hanging out, you know, and you know what I mean. I'm just saying, I love my wife, but I'm just saying, you walk around something like that, you're going to see a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And normally I'm just going kind to of keep quiet to myself like, oh, look at that. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, you're I'm, I'm still a red-blooded, you know, well, anyway, so, you know, I noticed this change, though, because la- yesterday I'm walking around Cornyval, in my mind I'm going, damn, your daddy let you go out like that? What the hell are you trying to do? What you dress like? You open for business or something? Put some damn clothes on? Like, I'm, that's how I'm... Right, that's who, that's who you've become. They're all my daughters now, and yeah. I'm like, put some freaking clothes on. What's wrong with you? Is that wrong? Is that is that sort of the natural course of things? Well, you know, I
3: think you're officially an old fuddy-duddy now. What's
1: wrong with that?
3: I thought you were going to say
2: that, you know, if, if you weren't out walking, you were looking for a place to sit. <laughs>
1: Like if you're not mobile, you want to be sitting. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Mr. Man, I do like sitting much more than I used to.
3: He sat on a park bench, and every time a young lady w- was revealing too much would walk by, he would say, excuse me, miss. Oh, you should consider oh. covering those oh, up. Was it Put it per- some clothes on, you. Was What's it perhaps- wrong with you, your
1: whole it- stinking generation? Was it because it hurt your neck, keeping the sight? No. I genuinely was like, put some clothes on, little girl. What happened, Chris, is that he forgot his
3: sunglasses in the car and he couldn't conceal the fact that he was no, trying to take a peek. That wasn't it. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: I had my sunglasses Would you on. Look at that. Look at that. But I even said I'm to my wife, I said, don't you see her? God, she need the hell? Who lets her go out like that? that I know, right him, Mr. Don, it's audible. Something in Mexican I can't say on the radio. Would you keep looking at that? Pfft. <laughs> You keep looking at that. Turn your head. You don't want to see. I'm this. just saying. Look away, my dear. Look away. That is a vision of sin. The darkness is here. Joe, Daddy, let you go out like that? Damn, girl. I can tell what religion you is. Anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. So that's the approach you're taking now. What? I, I'm serious. That's how I reacted. Like I can't right. believe they, somebody lets them go out like that. Mm-hmm. I'm now an old fart.
3: Aren't you concerned about sunburn? You want to? You want? You could be. You,
1: you'll be chafing by midnight. You'll need ointment. Here, I'll put some on. <laughs> I got some ointment. <laughs> <laughs> puts him on you. <laughs> God. He puts them on you. Hey, it's a Sean show. In case you hadn't noticed. Let's uh, take a little breaky-wakey-wakey. Breaky, I'm sorry, Al. Just didn't get to your call. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
0: Republicans are criticizing your decision, the administration's decision to choose Nina Jankowitz to lead this disinformation board. They say she is not somebody who is neutral. Your response? Eminently qualified, a renowned expert, In the field of disinformation. Absolutely so.
1: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Uh, 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 She's eminently qualified. Right, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. She's a brunette, Amber Heard is what she is. She's going to be looking over your speech and your posts. (laughs) It is uh, the Sean Show, Talk 550 KTSA, and the phone lines are open 210 um, 599 Well, like everybody, you know, on Saturday I was sitting around watching the news and uh, heard about Naomi Judd, and uh, I- I'm not going to pretend that I followed her career. I-, I remember when they had the show, the TV show back in the 80s, I believe, which was a very popular show, The Judds uh but i you know i haven't followed them I, I didn't know this about her specifically that she had struggled with with severe depression for many many years and had written a book about it in fact and became an advocate for folks with mental health issues and uh you know i uh, i can't imagine what her daughters went through having to appear at the uh the country music hall of fame yesterday i didn't see the video but i, I read some of the stuff that they had said and uh, passed away on saturday and again uh, ashley judd had originally uh, posted or tweeted or what have you um, and she lost her battle with mental health issues i'm paraphrasing but so yeah i, I think we all kind of know what that means I, I you know i it is also strangely mental health right uh month uh, may is the is that uh, that's the month that we try to focus on mental health issues and uh you know i i I got some thoughts on this, and uh you can call me up and and respond uh however you think two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five i don't I don't think that you know what one of the things that you classically hear about mental health is that people are afraid to speak to people about it, they're embarrassed by it, they're afraid of the stigma of it I don't know that I believe that is going on as much as it used to let's say 20 or 30 years ago because today these days it seems like people are fairly open about stuff like that i i see it all the time where especially on social media people will tell you well i'm you know i've been diagnosed with this i've been diagnosed with that i, I don't know if the stigma is there as much as perhaps it once was and i do think that's a that's an uh as a, a, a result of of social media and in the world of social media, social, we, we pretty much just tell each other everything, you know. Um, I, I think the problem with, and I've had my own issues with depression over the years. I've talked about that on the air. I think the problem with, with things like severe depression is not so much the stigma, I believe, as the fact that it's a symptom of the disease, if you will, to not communicate with people. And to isolate yourself, um, one of the hardest things for folks with mental illness or depression, chronic depression, whatever you want to call it, whatever label we're talking about, is just c- telling somebody they need help. Because a symptom of the of the of of this of the issue of the of the disorder is that you you don't want to do that. You don't think you're worth it, or and that's one of the biggest problems with getting to folks who are dealing with severe depression their inability to reach out for help not because of a stigma but because of the crippling nature of what depression is i mean i know i've been in places before where i couldn't pick up a phone i I couldn't i couldn't even talk to my wife Um, you know, it's bad. It is. And so, you know, and, and this business, uh, I know NBC News was talking about her battle with suicidal ideation and panic attacks and all that stuff. And I have experienced that. Um, all I will say is that if you're in that really, really dark place, and I would suspect and, and say to you that most people who are in that dark place are well aware that they're in that dark place. And you're having bad thoughts, okay? I, I tell you, my advice is always the same thing. Just give it one more day. Just hang out one more day. Your plan's in place. You know what you want to do, how you want to do it. But don't do it today. And and hopefully then, and, and say that to yourself every day. <laughs> it sounds square. It sounds ridiculous. But you know what? Then when you wake up tomorrow and said, you know what? I'll give it one more day. Keep giving it one more day, but just give it today. Just, just give it today. It's all anybody's asking of you. Uh, and I do get it. I understand it. I do. You know, I've been there. You know, honestly. Uh, and I'm not just saying this to glom onto a story. It sucks. Absolutely freaking sucks. When, when all you want to do is just sit in the dark. And that's really what it comes down to. Is just sitting in the freaking dark and not wanting to go anywhere, not wanting to do anything. And, you know, moreover, wanting to just, well, leave. And I said this on wearing Rhymer earlier, you know, people. Nobody ever. I, I think one of the things that people with mental health issues have to deal with are the different kinds of things you may be prescribed or advised to do. Nobody questions you know somebody in physical pain getting pain meds and i know because i've been on pain meds for four and a half four and a half almost five months nobody questions somebody who is in physical pain doing whatever they have to do to get better right but when it comes to mental health stuff which involves a completely different kind of pain but it is pain it is pain and sometimes, frankly, it even manifests as physical pain. People do question that. People do question, which, "What are you going to do?" You know, and all that stuff. There, there is, there's, there's some controversial aspect to what people do when they are in severe mental pain and emotional pain. And the thing you have to ask yourself is that if you are in unrelenting physical pain. That never went away. That just never went. And there's nothing you could do about it. There's no procedure. There was no medicine you could take. You know, well, how would you respond to that? When people are in unrelenting mental or emotional pain, that never goes away and nothing's working, nothing helps. All I'm saying is it's the same thing. In fact, and Trey said this, in fact, it, it can be worse. So as far as the Naomi Judge story, ah, I, I don't really have any great observation or any great thing to say other than it's just really sad. It's just a really, really, really sad thing. And it's heartbreaking, and it's sad, and that's it. That's <laughs> You know, that's as uh that's as deep and wizened as I can possibly get. It's just it's just a very, very sad thing that happened. And uh and again that's from the perspective of somebody who has not followed her career and is not what somebody you would call a, a huge fan, don't really know her music a whole lot or their music, didn't know this about her, had no idea, hadn't followed her, but when I saw and read, you know, what she's been going through, it just it just it does. It breaks your heart. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let me hit Charles real quick. And Al, I swear to you, I'll get to you. Here's Charles. Charles, how you doing? Hey there. I not hit it right. Hey Charles, how you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Did I do yeah, it wrong. I, I do it wrong.
1: How you, yeah. what's up, man?
4: Nothing so much. I wanted to let you know uh, something that might have been attributed to her depression and her mental illness. I don't know because you say you're not a very big fan, so. Well, uh, I said I, I, I didn't know
1: this about her. That's what I mean, but very quickly.
4: Okay. Yeah, yes, she had uh, she had cirrhosis of the liver because of hepatitis C that she caught from mm. somebody working in the hospital as a registered nurse. Wow! And my ex got that too, and she got cured, but it did take a mental toll on her. Right. She still has cirrhosis, so I mm. just wanted to pass that on. All
1: right. Well, uh, you know, and I appreciate the call. And obviously, you know, having a <laughs> a very bad medical condition can also add to it created depression i do know that too uh i gotta take a break here let's t- uh, let's take a break and then uh, al al wants to talk about kids and the training thing we'll talk to al, when we get back. al if he can hold on for just a few minutes more man we'll be right back it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 107.1 and we're back, uh, 20 minutes after 10 on Newstalk 550 KTSA. It's Sean, back in the studio, not at home anymore. I'm on site here in our high-tech studio at KTSA. And taking your calls. Al's been on hold for like an hour. I've had him on hold for like an hour. Al, you've been on hold for like an hour. Uh,
4: 33
1: minutes. 33 <laughs> minutes? Damn. Yeah. So what hey, are you thinking? To
4: have you back well, it's good to have you back on the air. Thank it's you. It's good that you're doing better.
1: Thank you, brother. I appreciate been, that. Been
4: praying, been praying for you.
1: Thank you. That means everything.
4: Hey. Okay. So uh, on that note, uh, people ask the question, how do we get to this point? I I suggest people go read the Bible in Matthew chapter 13, the parables, the parable of the separating the, of the wheat and the tares. Mm, yeah. That that's where it happens. A a wheat and a tear look alike when they grow, but when they mature, the head of the wheat bows down, and the and the tear sticks straight up. So in the parable, there's two parts of it. Jesus spoke of the gave the parable, then later on the disciples asked Jesus to explain the parable. So, but in in verse 25 it says it gives the best answer of what happened while the men slept all the mm. workers while we all slept this happened that's how cuz an enemy came in and planted the terror right. into the wheat field
1: i'm actually going through uh the past few weeks i got a new set of gospels of the, the four gospels i've been i just finished up with luke uh and there's some of that right. in there as well uh you know i do you think that we are at that time the the Book of Revelation stuff, you know the the end of the world times, end times. Do you think we're there?
4: Yes, we're at the end times because the parables. If you go back and read that parable, it talks about how the the servants of the master asked, "Do you want us to go separate? Go ahead and uproot the uh, tares." He said, "No. If you do that, you will uproot the wheat. Right. We'll wait till harvest time and." and sift them all, and he'll send the, the reapers, right. which will be the angels, to separate the wheat from the tares. The tares will be bundled up and thrown in the furnace. The wheat will right. be carried into the barn, which is God's kingdom. And the enemy is the devil. That is who is planning this.
1: Right. i got to run, man. I just I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. 210 599 You know, I believe in, in evil, and I believe in demons and angels and all that stuff. And, uh, I'm, as far as if we're there, if this is... I just... I know people cringe when I say this. I just I have never spent a lot of time focusing on end time stuff, and I I, I still don't. Um, I, you know, I I think you could have said the same thing at the turning of the last century, uh, as we headed into World War One and World War Two. There, there have been various times in, over the past two thousand odd years when you, you know you could have said things kind of lined up. Uh another my here's my my again, deep intellectual response. And I've been I have been studying the gospels the past you know, couple of months or so, just refreshing. Here's my great deep theological response to whether or not we're in the ed times. I haven't the faintest idea. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um because a lot of scripture especially gospel text beyond sort of the you know the the chafe and the weed and all that stuff i i think is very applicable to how you live your life right now and so that's always been my focus i've never gotten it right and i screw it up routinely but you know i, I it's just who, how's the guy in the mirror doing Um, so as far as end times theology and what that all means and how that takes place, I, I I don't know. Um, so I, I try to keep all this stuff, you know, I guess not secular, but I try to interpret stuff in, in the, according to my first reaction. I think America is in a very bad place right now. I think, I think America is in a really crummy place right now. And we could either keep this country or lose it. And I think that's very, very real. We're a very young nation. And, you know, until you've been around 900 freaking years, you know, you're, you're, you're always a little vulnerable, especially when you're a nation such as no other like America. And I think we could lose it very, I think it'd be very, I think we could very easily lose this country. And I think primarily because of stupid people. Now, if you ask me, do I think evil plays a part here? Does is the devil involved? Well yes, I absolutely believe that. That still doesn't tell me whether or not we're at the, you know, end time, so to speak. Because again, as far as the end time, I don't even know what the hell that means. Ooh, I just said I don't know what the hell that means. I guess that's bad. But I don't. I and I don't think about it too much. I really don't. Uh but I, I do think that we need to uh be mindful of of the direction of our nation, because I think that could be very, very easily lost uh, at this juncture. And again, I don't. Trey and I were talking about, you know, we, we were always kind of talking about, you know, what, what's part of the evil plot, and what's just people being dumbasses. I, I think there, there maybe there was and is an evil plot afoot to change this country into something more so into a socialist country or a some kind of fascist situation whether it goes by the c word or the s word all right it's they're both fascist in nature and certainly there are people who would love to change america into some kind of fascist state and they're they're freaking liberals all right but i think a lot of what's going on right now is also just stupid I just think they're freak they'd have just have no they just have no freaking idea what they're doing, and they're stumbling through all this crap. It's like with this thing out of homeland security and you know protecting Americans from disinformation blah blah stinking blah. I think that's just a big stupid, dumbass reaction to Elon Musk.
3: <laughs> we're losing
1: control. What do we do? I mean, hearing these idiots just prattle on about we can't have a billionaire running that platform. I'm like, well, the hell? Think, what do you think was running it before you, moron? Who do you think these punks are in the tech world that own all these damn things that developed them? They're freaking billionaires, man. Elon's just one. I guess you feel you can't control. And 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 also uh, as far as Alexandria Orifice, cart you know whatever cartel whatever her name is. Alexandria Orifice, cartel, okay, okay. As far as you're concerned, you think Elon could probably do a lot better. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just saying, he, he's, Elon. Could, he's not he's not hitting on you, sweetheart. He's not hitting on you, no, he's not. You know what that whole Twitter thing between her and Elon reminded me of, Chris? Like, Yeah, like chicks on, are on Facebook, and they'll post something like, Hey, guys, my Facebook page is for business only. Could you guys please stop trying to get my phone number, and please stop hitting on me? And every time you see that, you're kind of like, nobody's hitting on you. Nobody is hitting on you at all. You want someone to hit on you, and so you just posted that crap. That's what AOC reminds me of, you know what I mean? Like maybe her boyfriend ain't looking at her with the googly eyes anymore. Maybe he's looking at her like, oh, my God, I'm hooked up with a dumbass. And so now, every you notice that? Everybody who criticizes her now is hitting on her. It's just icky. It's icky. Please, would all you billionaires please stop hitting on me, okay? I'm trying to do the business of the people. Uh, uh, uh. Shut up. Make me a sandwich. Try not to grind up your own hands in the garbage disposal. You're talking about the guy who builds rockets in his mind. All right. two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yes, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's National Amber Heard Week, right? Didn't she start testifying this week? Oh, boy. Why do I feel like I was a young man when this trial began? And I can say this to you, you know, completely honestly as well. I also have never seen Johnny Depp's penis, and and I also think I would have remembered that. That was the climax of last week's testimony. I didn't mean. Go no, stop. So that stop. I didn't mean it. So this week we got Amber Heard, and you know she's going to be testifying. And uh, boy, that should be just some fascinating broadcasting there, or some fascinating TV watching there. What are you guys laughing at? What are you guys laughing? My both Don Morgan and Chris are laughing.
3: It's just Chris being Chris, that's
1: all. Oh, God, what now? Probably something I yeah. can't go over the air. Well,
3: you know, you made reference to never seeing Johnny Depp's, you know. I haven't. And he wanted to know <laughs> if you had ever seen Amber Heard's. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: bet she's got one. <laughs> Bet she's got one. <laughs> Have you ever seen hers? You know,
3: this is what goes hot in our headphones all day long. It's good to be back. It's, just, this guy <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good to be back. Because
1: <laughs> I can see when you guys are cracking each other up now.
3: Oh Lord.
1: <sighs> Amber Heard, man. Elon, boy, you dodged a bullet there, buddy. Right? <sighs> That's why he's the smartest man on planet Earth. And Trey, I give credit where credit's due. Trey came up with this. He survived Amber Heard. Got out of that. Nonsense before she went nutso on him. Mm-hmm. Right. And I bet it's going to be some fascinating testimony yeah, from her this week. Probably. Probably not nearly as entertaining as Johnny's testimony, which on occasion was kind of funny.
3: I think her round of testimony will probably be a tad more intense and detailed.
1: I think when she's testifying, you could probably put an ice block on top of the TV and it wouldn't melt. Do you know what I mean? I'm, sure. hope- I'm hoping the judge is going to say, now, while you're sitting there, don't you even think about <laughs> All right, taking in a dookie in the in the box there, don't do it. There'll be no public uh, public pooping here, little girl well, you really gotta hate somebody's guts to do that to them don't you' i have I've never done that to anybody i I'm hoping neither one of you have ever done that to anybody no I have thought about it, but I've never boy you really gotta hate someone's stinking guts to hoist one into their bed. you know what I mean pinch one off in their bed that's just bad <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i did have a cat turd on my pillow once now i can explain that now cats and amber heard maybe have a lot of like you know, a lot in common but i right. my then wife was and daughter were out of town for several months helping with her father who had just had a stroke so i was living on my own for several months in colorado
3: Oh, I know exactly where this is going.
1: We had two cats. Yeah,
3: and you neglected to take care of them. I did. Animals. I was
1: working uh, part time in Denver, and I was also working at the Pizza Hut. So I was working a lot. So I would sometimes forget to clean the litter box. And one night I came home, and there was two of them—little boogers, Ava and Jaja. <laughs> And uh, I came home, and uh, at that time, I had about 19 pillows on my bed, mm-hmm. but I only used one for my noggin. And on the one pillow that I lay my head upon, there was a cat turd perfectly positioned in the center of the pillow. And as I stared at it, I suddenly realized they had a meeting. <laughs> they they had a meeting. What do we do? we got to do something. What do we do? <laughs> they drew straws. They, they drew, drew straws. straws. <laughs> there was some straw in it, actually.
3: What <laughs> oh, Was it a small horse? I mean, what's going on? They're big
1: cats. Yeah. And so, you know, they had a, me- a feline meeting. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do and who's going to do it? Because it was uh, just one, so it's not like they both got up there. One had to be the one that got up there and did that. Right. But they must have conferred. The other was the lookout. The other, was, right? Here's what somebody's got to watch the door, and somebody's got to do it.
3: They got a little, get a little high on some catnip one night.
1: We get, well, which they get, they got a lot. Those, it, it was Colorado. Wouldn't it be funny? What are we? If you haven't cleaned it in four days, it's, it's, dude, the secret crap on his pillow. Well, see, and if that
2: message didn't work, the the next plan was to puke in your shoe.
1: I think the next time was to just go in my mouth. You know, when I was passed out from too much beer in those days. You know what I mean? Too much modello, you know, in those days. Right. <laughs> Sleeping with the old mouth open. Now, this will get his attention. <laughs> Let's go Amber Heard on him. <laughs> but I, myself, have never done that to another human being. I've never Right. just say it. You gotta really hate somebody's guts to take a poop in their bed, man. You've just saying. Some,
3: you've done some dis- 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 I've, I've done, done some awful
1: things. I've just never pooped in anybody's bed. You have okay? to hate
3: someone's
2: guts to unload yours.
1: You have to. Uh, you really hate somebody's guts to unload yours <laughs> on the my pillow there. <laughs>
2: no, it's everyone's pillow. No, yeah. it's everyone's pillow.
1: Now it's a number two z pillow. A sleep number bed, right? <laughs> it's your number number two, number apparently. Two. <laughs> Hey, it smells like amber in here. <laughs> amber gris.
2: Well see, that's the one that starts all the way up but then it slowly just. Unfolded. Because it's a spiteful
1: it poop. It's a it's a poop filled with hate. So it starts in her neck. She's actually eating on the bed when you know, to make that happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Oh, no. Some chicks are really gonna hate your stinking guts to take a poop in your bed. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh. I've upset some women over the years, but you know what? Not to that extent. <laughs> not to that extent, yeah. man.
3: I mean, I've had my clothes burned.
1: At least but. I have that. Yeah, I've had my stuff tossed out, but not not, you know. Right. No. 210 599 He lost the Pirate Movies, and she made a dookie in his red. Okay, two one zero five nine nine and he lost the thumb too. 210 599 It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.
3: This is Joe Reinigle celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
1: And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Sean. You see my little show? Way too much sweet tea. Now I'm addicted to sweet tea. I don't think I'm addicted to it anymore sweet tea. How do you feel about Satan? Um, we have a few uh, elementary schools in 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 Greensboro, North Carolina, where the Satanists are on the march. They're, they're going to the Satan's the Satanic Temple. And let me tell you something: their potlucks suck. Okay the satanic temple is uh going to school elementary schools around greensboro where they have like a christian after school club you know what i mean and so the satan they're having they're offering after school satan clubs and in many of these elementary elementary schools and so in many of these elementary schools because i guess they don't want to get sued they let the freaking after satan after school satan club set up shop and the the satanic temple claims well it's, it's not about satan it's about free free thought you know balance and free thought and And, uh, they, they have fun little activities like, like what? Chopping up a Barbie doll? Must, it must suck to be a kid these days. You know what I mean? First, no matter what class you're in, your teacher's talking about CRT and trannies. You know, you might be a boy trapped inside a girl's body. You got that crap going on. Oh, you, you white kid. Well, you're, you're, you're guilt, you're horrible. You're, you're a little white kid. You should shut up and listen. And then what do you got to look forward to after? Oh, it's the after school Satan Club. Oh, oh boy. Do you know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it suck to be a kid these days? The after school Satan Club. Oh, joy. Oh, happy day. Oh, I'm, man. I thought Art Club was fun. Let's go to the after-school Satan Club. All right, kids. Everybody get the triangle. Today we're going to talk about infestation and how cool abortion is. You know, I'm just wouldn't it suck to be? I mean, the adults in the room are just gunning for you. You know, and I'll I'll even be more specific. The the the, the Democrats freaking. Liberals are just pouncing on your kids with the most unhappy. They didn't have this crap when they were growing up, right? Your average liberal idiot in Congress, or your average liberal idiot who's in the education system, they didn't. They had Christmas at school, right? Their coaches said prayers in the locker room. They didn't have some freaking weirdo talking to them about talking to them about fishnets. They didn't have queens in the library. You know what I mean? You know what they had in the library when I was a kid? Freaking books. And they were books about, you know, really interesting stuff, not, you know, why little Johnny wants to be Jennifer, you know, and stuff like that. Or how cool pedophilia is. I'm just saying it must really suck to be a kid these days. Mom, can you pick me up on Thursday? I have to go to the after school Satan Club. I think we're drinking blood. It's been weeks. This is our first blood drinking. It should be great. And you know why the whole Satanic Temple thing doesn't jive with me, uh, or doesn't jibe, I guess, and why I think it's a bunch of jive, is they're not a real church. They're just not, they're not a real freaking church, man. That's not a real church. I'm not saying evil ain't real. I'm saying the satanic temple is a bunch of crap. It's not a real established church. It's not. So if you got an after-school good news club or a religious club, they don't. you don't need to have the Satan club to make it. Have a Hindu club. All right, hey, have a Muslim club. I don't care. Have a Jewish club. But a, you gotta have a Satan club to make it all equal. Oh, give me a freaking break, man. You know what the Satan club, you know what that Satanic temple's made up of? Okay. These are all uh, nerdy goth kids who never got kissed in high school. And now, that you know what I mean? Now they're, now they're all like, oh, I'm a member of the Satanic temple. Well, one day they'll be a the member of the disinformation board. Oh, right. I bet that chick's a Satanist. They grow up to be the kinds of chicks that live in like mobile homes and collect tarantulas and reptiles and stuff or they get a job with the government. Satanic temple my ass. You know, it's just it's silly. It's silly you got it, just let the can't we just let the freaking kids be kids, man? Just for a little while. Just let them be kids, you know? Sometimes daycare can be hell. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this G.D. Club. The Satan Club. Boy, I would look forward to that in elementary school. Boy, oh, what fun.
0: Mom, I'm going to hit the Satan Club and come home and watch HR Puff stuff.
1: You know, just let them be kids. My God. Can the adults just stop this weird crap, man? Just because you're an adult and you're not getting any doesn't mean you gotta take it out on the kids. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Be somebody, man. Uh, I'm a Satan. I worship Father Satan. Uh, I wear black lipstick. Of course I got black fingernail finger polish. I can't really say anything about that. But I'm just saying I don't wear it because of that. You know what the deep intellectual reason for the nail polish is? Why the blank knot? That's pretty much it. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Good to see you. Thank you, Don Morgan. Good to see you. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive, executive producer. Good to see you. And my brother, Trey Ware. Good to see you, Trey. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.